and you're listening to the Freewheeling Podcast. My name is Abby Mickey. Our final episode of the season, the year-end quiz with the whole gang is going to be up later this week. However, I had the opportunity to chat with Dutch national champion Rihanna Marcus at her training camp in Spain with Jumbo Visma, and I couldn't pass up the opportunity to publish it before the year ended. So if you're frequent listeners of the Freewheeling Podcast, you'll know that we're huge fans of Rihanna Marcus. We love Domestiques, but Rihanna Marcus has also started making a name for herself winning races. The biggest one this year was the national championships of the Netherlands. However, she also won a stage of the CMAC tour. She's had some incredible results in the time trial and it was a joy to get to chat with her. Team camps are crazy. So I was really grateful that she made the time. So without further ado, this is just a little bonus, bonus holiday episode for you all. I hope you enjoy. So I am here with Rihanna Marcus, and I think I'm right in saying you're at training camp. I am, yes. All the way from Spain. How's it going? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, it's really nice to be in uh, team camp, actually, um, uh, and to focus just on uh, riding the bike and uh, having all the stuff here with us to take a bit care of us. So yeah, I'm doing good, enjoying some uh, nice uh, time here. Very cool. I want to start by asking about how you feel now that the season's wrapped up and you've had some time to to decompress, some time away from the bike and, and you're starting fresh. Are you taking last season with you into the new season because you had an incredible year? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, off-season is always a really nice time, actually. Uh, first of all, to be at home and yeah, to organize uh, everything there a bit, uh, to spend time with my friends again and go out for dinner and stuff. And, and then uh, actually one of my favorite parts is like to have the evaluation evaluation uh, meetings with the, with the staff and to look back on the year because, yeah, like you said, I had quite an incredible year. So it's really nice to look back on all these moments. Um, but then also we set the new goals for next year and... Uh, yeah, it's something I really like to do, actually. So it's uh, for me, it's really motivating to find new goals and new, um, yeah, new goals to work towards too. Do you think because of your year, you'll have a little bit more responsibility from the team that you'll be a little bit more of a leader because you've been traditionally you've been quite, quite the super domestique, but you you've been winning, you've been performing really really well and. I mean, speaking for myself, I would love to see you move into more of a leadership role. Yeah, I really like the combination of both, actually. So um, I'm very happy. Uh, I think next year is going to be my seventh year that I will be riding in the same team with Marianne Vos. Um, I really like it to work with her. So one of my highlights was for sure the tour as well, where I worked uh, quite hard for her in the first six stages. Um but there's always in our team uh, like a possibility to have our own chances as well. And this year, uh, yeah, I took some of those chances. And um, it's uh, the combination I like to do. I know when it comes up to a bench print or something that I probably won't win it. So uh, then it's really nice for me that I know I can use my power in the lead out. Um, but uh, of course, uh, yeah, I'm a rider. In the end, I want to win races myself as well. So I'm quite happy that the team um, 
yeah, in the end makes a like a, a new calendar for me with with a combination of both. So some uh, challenges for myself to step into that leader's role, um, but also some uh, races where I will uh, yeah work for other people as well. What do you find the the most challenging from going from domestique to to trying to win? Like, is it a mindset thing or? Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, of course, it's a mindset thing. I mean, um, you have to be smart with your energy because, yeah, you can just start riding on the front all day or something and then in the end be there in the final as well to try and win the race. So um, it's, a, it's a really different way of riding. So don't waste too much energy in the beginning and try to be uh, tactical and smart in the final. And that's something you really need to learn. And um, yeah, I'm quite happy, happy actually. I uh, I did uh, win some races the previous year. So um, yeah, step by step, I'm improving that. And um, yeah, that's a big challenge. Yeah, nationals really stands out for me as like an incredible moment. I mean, to be the national champion of any country is really impressive, but to be the Dutch national champion is like next to being you know, like a like a world champion because you guys are so competitive. Yeah, that was absolutely the highlight of this year. Um, you know, I always knew I could win it someday, but the big problem is like you need to be lucky as well um, because it's yeah, it's being in the right move, it's being in the right place uh, on the right moment, and like you said, it's it's almost winning the Dutch championships is almost like winning the world so um, yeah I felt good this year and I was actually in all the time in the right moves so it felt like I was all the time ahead of the of the break and um, yeah that put me every time in the in a good position in that day and then in the end yeah it felt really like a puzzle falling into pieces because um, yeah, it, it was just every day, the whole day, it was every time the right move I made. And, and in the end that I could finish it off was a really unbelievable moment for me. And I never expected it to already reach that level this year. So that was uh, super exciting. What do you think was the most challenging for you thing for you this year? Um, well, the most challenging thing uh, this year was actually uh, the accident of my friend, Amy Peters. Um, last uh, year around Christmas time she had her accident and, and in January and February I really struggled with that um, and then uh, yeah cycling is, is quite a yeah, difficult sport where also the mental part is really important you know you need to be fit and, and healthy but also the mental part is a big thing and yeah that was quite difficult actually for me um, I was training a lot with Amy before so I also lost kind of my training uh, mater and um, yeah, to give that a uh, place and and to find the right balance again, that was for me the hardest actually. So uh, that was something I struggled with um, in the spring season actually a lot with. Have you been able to see her or anything? Yeah, yeah. I um, actually now I visit her a lot, so um, yeah, it's good to see her. That's awesome that you get to see her. I, it was, I mean, it was something that rocked the entire cycling world it felt like yeah yeah she's making big improvements now so that's uh, good to see actually but it's still uh, quite a long process and um like we don't know where it will stop so uh, we hope she's like uh, keep making progress but uh, i'm very proud of her uh, so far was there any feeling of like 
winning the Dutch national title being a little bittersweet because you were taking the jersey from her? Yeah, it was quite a hard day. And uh, in the morning of the Dutch championships on the start line, they announced a new um, foundation, the Amy Peters Foundation, to raise money for uh, for a rehab. And um, they showed some movies of her there, uh, there from the past years. And like she did almost every year top five in the, in the national championships. And um, watching that on the start line was really a difficult moment. It really reminds me of like, um, yeah, that you really need to enjoy every single day and every single race you do. And um, to make that switch before the start was quite difficult as well to get back into racing mode because I was quite emotional about it. Um, I got the support from my teammates there, luckily, like Marianne came to me and, and like she exactly knew like how I felt because she knew her as well quite good. Um, but then, yeah, we had to make the switch and go back into racing and um, that was quite hard. Um, and then, like, yeah, I knew she was going to, to lose her Dutch champion jersey that day and that I took it, uh, um, like, from her. That was quite, uh, yeah, quite a bizarre thing or something. Um, but, yeah, I know she watched the race and, um, yeah, I think she is uh, very proud of me, so... Uh, yeah, that was a good uh, thing. Besides winning that jersey, what were what were like the best moments of the year for you? Actually, the first uh, race of the year was quite an important one. So th- um, that was uh, the Easy Toys Blue Zone Tour, and it was a TT. And um, this year, last winter, actually, I started to work with a team on the TT, and we started uh, to try and find uh, points for improvement because I really liked that discipline. And um, then in the first race of the year was a a TT and and I came, um, I became second. I I, uh, beat uh, Marlene Reuser and I was just seven seconds away from Ellen van Dijk. And that was really a moment like, yeah, we worked so hard towards that goal. And um, yeah, for me, it's a dream to be like close to those TT champions, you know, those two legends, actually. And then I was, like, just even beating one and and very close to beating the world champion. And that was, for me, uh, yeah, actually quite an emotional moment as well. Um, So, yeah, that was a special moment. And in the end, uh, I was third in the European stamp trial. That was also really uh, nice. But, uh, yeah, that's where the moments I was really proud of. And then, of course, in the CMOC, I won the stage in the National Jersey uh, solo. And, and that's uh, quite a cool picture as well to win in the Dutch Champ Jersey is quite special. I remember watching the, the Easy Toys tour and and you looked just like so smooth. And at the end of it, when you came second, I was like, oh, man, she's going to have a great season. Like, this is... This bodes well. I'm happy to see this. Yeah. So it was really cool. Even though that whole time trial seemed like it was a bit chaotic. Like there was cars pulling out in front of people and just like, yeah. It was a bit messy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it still happens all too often in women's cycling. I feel like there's such a weird gap between the world tour racing and everything else because the tiers need to be like they they need to break it up better within the teams and also within the races there's like the team the world tour teams are here and the world tour races are here and then there's this massive gap and everything else but you guys still have to go race the smaller races and and have these 
these time trials that might be insane and <laughs> yeah we're trying to find the balance i guess in women's cycling it's it's growing so fast but then still there are some things happening which like could be improved but um I, actually if i look back since i've started cycling and and if i see where we are now then it's quite impressive and yeah i'm also very proud to be part of my team because yeah it's for me uh like i said uh we started to work on the tt in the winter and i get the same um the same uh, possibilities like the guys have and that's for me something uh yes yeah, super special and it's actually a dream coming true because i never would imagine if like when i was a kid to be in that same same team like those champions you know and have the same uh, possibilities and same tests same material and stuff so that's quite cool can you tell me any of your goals for next year or are you keeping them keeping them on the down low yeah, I know some goals already. Um, not all of them, um, like we speak about it uh, during our camp. So it's uh, not all official, but uh, main main focus will be on the time trials. So I want to compete in as many time trials as possible. And I try to improve it again, like last year. Um, so one of the main uh, goals is the national championships, which is always a selection moment for the European and the world championships uh, in Netherlands. And then, uh, of course, the Tour de France has a time trial, so that's uh, going to be a big goal as well. How exciting is it that there's a time trial in the Tour de France? I mean, I feel like it it makes it more of a race because there's been just like, like last year, there were barely any time trials. And yeah. to have one in, kind of, it's kind of the most watched race in the world so to have a time trial in there it kind of it will change the entire dynamic yeah it was absolutely amazing to ride the tour this year uh, especially in a dutch champion jersey actually everyone uh, yeah sees noticed the jersey quite soon so that was a cool experience and i think i can speak for all the riders that we were quite flabbergasted um like with how many people watched the race and how many spectators to were to watch the race and then to have a time trial this year and a tour makes it ex- super exciting for us as well. And yeah, I I've, I really have the feeling that the Grand Tours are getting more important now. So the Vuelta also moved this year. Um, so it's, it's already happening in May. I hope I can be on the start line there as well. Uh, so we can do tr- start three uh, Grand Tours this year. And uh, I think it's a good thing that they... Yeah, place it on different places in the calendar so it's like getting more serious and bigger and uh, the stages are getting better and better. Yeah, the the resurgence of stage races is something that we really saw a lot of this year. I mean, before previously when it was the World Cups, one day races were really important for the women, but there was a lot of kind of quiet stage racing. This year, there were so many stage races. It was almost hard to keep track. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And next year on the calendar, it's the same. But it's great. I mean, it's it's great for riders like you who, who were previously in a domestique role. It opens up possibilities for other riders to be able to win because a lot of the times with the one days, you know, it's always the same riders. And, and so it's been it's been awesome to watch as a fan to have like, more riders appearing on the scene and you can see them in the stage races. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anybody that you you race with that you're really excited to see how they progress in the future? 
Um, it's uh, actually nice because uh, if I look to the team now, we are this year with 16 riders. We have quite a lot of young people. And um, like I said, next year there will be again a lot of small, smaller stage races. So also our, our calendar changes a bit. Um, and I'm actually really curious to see how the young girls of our team will do. Because I think, uh, yeah, there are really some girls with uh, high potential in the team. And um, I think Eva van Acht is a, a nice name. She uh, just joined our team. She's just for two years riding the bike. Um, so I think she will do really well. And then Anna Henderson is always someone, I think she's like making progress uh, as well as a rider. For me, she's really impressive in like positioning and, and uh, being there. We saw her sometimes in the spring last year in close, being close to the riding finals. And I think this year she, uh, yeah, she's the one to watch in the spring classics because she, for me, she can make a big step there. Other than time trials, what what races are you looking forward to? Uh, so, like I said, the the three Grand, Grand Tours are uh, yeah always uh, something to look forward to. I hope um, at least I will be in the Tour de France, but uh, yeah, normally also the Vuelta. Um, I hope to be there, and um, some other races I'm looking forward to are the like the more the tough races, the the tougher uh, spring classics, and then uh, especially. Um, I'm looking forward to Amstel Gold Race and Liège Pastonje Liège. That's something I really like. Last year I was sick. I had uh, Corona uh, around that time, so uh, I hope to do better than than last year there. Um, the bar is low. So. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a bit. Actually, the tougher uh, races are my favorite ones. With the calendar invo- evolving so much, do you find it hard to? Um, to make a training schedule compared to years previously? Um, yes and no, because um, it is actually it's difficult. And um, before, I think in women's cycling, you just did all the big races because there were not so many big races. So you just wanted to do all the important ones. Um, and now we really need to make a choice. Um, but I think... Um, yeah, the teams are getting bigger. Like I said, next year we are going to race with 16. Um, so it actually gives also some space to choose more races and, and to make, yeah, make actually a more uh, selection in in periods. And um, yeah, that's what I will do this year as well. So I will also go on altitude camp in the season and then I will skip some other important races. So yeah, it's it's a finding a balance in between um, because may, yeah, actually you would like to do all the big races because it's nice to be there. But um, yeah, it's actually for me it's like uh like I'm getting older. It's like easier to skip some races and and um, yeah, be okay with with skipping some because you know you can have a good preparation towards other ones. Do you think that it's been harder to? Or do you find that your um, approach to cycling has changed with the additions in the calendar and how how much less time you have at home or like increasing professionalism in the peloton? Um, yeah, I think uh, actually um, you're more on training camps now. It's December now and it's the first time that I'm for 11 days on training camp in December in Spain. Um, so yeah, it, Actually, it's like getting more and more professional and we are more like not at home than we are at home. 
So um, it's changing a lot for me. But um, yeah, if you find the right balance, I mean, uh, we will fly home now for Christmas and for New Year's Eve, and then we go back to Spain again. Um, but I also try to plan some training camps together with my boyfriend, for example, or with friends, so I can spend time uh, with them. Um, but yeah, it's it's changing for sure. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy to watch how much the calendar's grown. I mean, between 2021 and 2022, it, it like almost doubled in race days, the World Tour calendar. Yeah. While the small races have really, I feel like they've really struggled to maintain a spot in the calendar because the world tour races always have they have uh priority yeah yeah i find it's quite a difficult subject actually because um yeah many of the of the day race days of the guys like uh, paris rubero for example or the tour de france they are now a new addition to our calendar um but then we still have the like the smaller races which are for years already on our program and actually like they're uh like starting to get trouble to stay alive like because yeah not many because people choose for example Paris-Roubaix over that kind of races um but then I really I think the big adventures last year from the Tour de France was for sure that like first the guys rode the tour and everyone is in that vibe already and then we started to race and yeah, everyone kept watching us. And um, yeah, it, it's for me, it's a difficult thing because, yeah, when I was a young kid, I couldn't watch women cycling on television. So I watched the guys racing. And now actually, when I'm racing on the highest level, I want to do the same races like they did or they do. Um, so yeah, it's, it's for me a, quite a difficult subject because um, like I grew up racing the smaller races. So it would be sad if they disappear because of that. But um, yeah, I I think that they made a really good decision this year having the women's race the week after the men finished in in instead of doing them at the same time and having trying to have the women race in the mornings when the men race in the evenings because the women got so much more attention because the men's race had ended. Yeah, yeah, I really so it was liked awesome. It. Yeah, it was insane for us. We never experienced something like that. Yeah, I mean, even even the journalists who were working the race couldn't believe how many people were on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, especially if you compare it to any other race. I mean, the classics always have a ton of people, but the it depends on what time of day the women race, you know. And um, I, I also really like that Paris-Roubaix isn't on the same day. I mean, it means that you guys have your own pocket of time and there's no competition and it's i think it just works out way better yeah yeah a lot change here yeah i really like it as well and also um in the spring classics where we finished after the guys that was also quite good i think um because too early in the morning like people don't really watch the race i guess and yeah once they've seen the final of the men and, and they can start watching us it's yeah it helps for sure. I think a lot of people keep watching and I think that's in the tour the same uh, same um, thing and, and I think that helped a lot, yeah. Yeah, Flanders Classics feels like they're they're really helping to push women cycling along in doing that and, and also having so much live coverage. I mean, we've had 
hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, which is how people can, you know, get more acquainted with more writers. And it's just been, I mean, it's, it, like you said, it's, it's so impressive to see how much women's cycling has grown. And I think that obviously TV time is a huge part of that. Yeah. Like I said, when I was younger, I couldn't watch a race where a woman were racing. Right. And now like you can see every single big race on television or on live stream. Uh, so that's quite cool to experience. Yeah. It's cool that you'll have girls growing up and they'll be watching you race and They'll watch you watch you win a stage of the CMAC tour, and they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I want to be just like her." Yeah, and the same actually. Like my little little nephew, he said, "Like, uh, oh Rihanna, I saw you on television last weekend." You know, it's quite cool actually <laughs> that they, uh, yeah, that you can inspire the young generation now. Do you think that there's any there's any downfall to how rapidly women's cycling is growing? Yeah, I mean there are many discussions about it, right? Uh, I think if you uh, ask the managers or the high-ranked people in the in the teams, they all say that it's growing too fast. Um, I can imagine because it it comes with many challenges and like the expectations are high sometimes. Um, yeah, it's difficult to say because I think um, if I look back on when I started and where we are now, like so many good things happen. So at least like. Most of most of the changes end up like being good for us, for riders, and I think that's the most important one. I mean, if I see the the young girls, the eighteen year old girls now who are joining our team, who have like a salary and who can go on training camp themselves if they want, um, but also all the support from like the staff, and it's way different than I when I started racing, and yeah, I think it. I think mainly the changes are are positive, but yeah, of course, changes come with challenges as well. So, one of the coolest changes for me to see has been the the maternity leave, and that like Chantel is having a baby, and Lizzie just had her second, and and Lota and Tal is coming back. Like the the amount of women who are who feel like it's safe to take breaks to have a baby is pretty cool to see. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's a really good change, I think. Um, I think they did uh, actually uh, a research about it, right? And that's one of the main reasons for a woman to stop the sport is because they want to get pregnant or something. And um, yeah, that they made uh, some new uh, yeah changes about it. It's a, it's a real nice thing. But I also like the the teams and and even some bike brands who are really supporting it it's quite cool to see actually well i i can't wait to see how the season goes for you i'll be cheering for you at the time trial at the tour for sure and thank you so much for your time i know that training camps can be can be insane so (laughs) it was really great to catch up thank you thank you very much it was nice to be here